Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 346 here on the Motorcycle Man Podcast. Joining me today here in the V2 and Cafe is Bob Kelly. Now, Bob, if you recall, was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he participated in a Jeopardy game with us. Well, Bob runs the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show, and he's here to tell us all about that show and some other interesting things like auctions. But first, the Motorcycle Man Podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. They offer high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. To learn more, get on to scorpionusa.com. And wild-ass seats. Now, you can improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from wild-ass seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, get on over to wild-ass.com and get your cushion today. Tell the real Craig Johnson that the Motorcycle Man Podcast sent you. And if you are down in Myrtle Beach for Myrtle Beach Bike Week, you can find wild-ass seats there. They're down at Barefoot Landing. And you can find them there among the expo with all the other vendors. They're right there. Say hello to Callie. She's running the show over there. And, of course, Tobacco Motorwear. For the best in casual riding gear for men and women, there's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear. Visit them at TobaccoMotorwear.com, and our listeners will get 10% off your order when you use the code MOTOMEN. So get on over there. Get yourself a California riding shirt. Get yourself a pair of riding jeans, and you will be a happy camper. I'm telling you, we all have that stuff here at the podcast, and we couldn't be happier. So get on over to Tobacco Motorwear and get in Dave's pants. You're going to love them. Time now for that interview. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Motorcycle Man Podcast. I am Ted, your host, and I'm here in a V-Twin Cafe with our brand new friend who's been on the show already, Mr. Bob Kelly, all the way from the lovely state of Colorado. If you remember, Bob was on the show a couple weeks ago, and he played Jeopardy with us, right, Bob? Yes, sir. And you kicked everybody's ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you did, right? <laughs> and and I'm I'm not hearing the end of that. You know, this so the, so you have set the bar very high. So now we're we're, we're going to go by that from now on. You are the bar that everybody has to beat. So for those of us now you run the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, okay. Um so I got into motorcycling at a young age. Uh, my dad bought me uh SL a Honda SL125 it's like a trail bike nice um he rode it more than I did <laughs> um I eventually grew into it. it it was a great little bike and then I left the farm and joined the air force and and I retired from the air force after 20 years thank you and, and thank you and then I went to uh Ball Aerospace in Boulder Colorado and I've been with Ball Aerospace for 22 years. It's a great company. I, the time just flew by because, you know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you're building spaceships? Yeah. Uh, so our group builds <laughs> antennas, and there there is a group that builds uh, satellites. And, oh, okay. And, 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 um, and we specialize in... And space telescopes like Hubble. Oh, really? Wow, that's cool. 
and the new one, um, the James James Webb Webb's, uh, yeah, Telescope. yeah, yeah. So so um, so we we uh, that's pretty much what ball does. Oh, that's awesome! That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, one of the reasons why we have you here on the show again because you told us about the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show. And I wanted to get you back on here to talk about that. So tell us sure. about the the motorcycle show. Yeah, so I wanted a motorcycle show, a vintage motorcycle show for years. And and it just never happened. I, I was waiting for someone to start it. And then um, in about 2008, I joined the Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club. And I asked to be the field rep for Colorado. And they asked me to put on an event every year. So I'm like, awesome. I'll do a vintage motorcycle show every year. And so what I did was um, I just went out to all the different clubs in Colorado, like the um, Antique Motorcycle Club of America, um, the British Conclave, those guys had a lot of Brit bikes in their car show every year. And I also reached out to the Norton Club and, and the BMW Club. And I invited all those folks to come to my show. And, and over the years, it's just grown. And we've had really good shows every year except for covid probably right wow so now how many years has the uh, show been going on um since 2011 so really it's about 12 yeah, years so it's uh, yeah 12 years but yeah. so you started this show from scratch so yeah, you, yeah. You, you had a, you had to nail down the venues and and all that and get uh, all kinds of vendors to come in and stuff like that. That seems like a real daunting task. Did that was that a lot of put together? It, it really is. And now I got a guy, Paul Kraus. He's my partner now, mm-hmm. and and that guy does more work on the show than I do. He's he's on Instagram and Facebook and. And he's just really doing a great job promoting the show. And and it's great to have a guy like him. As a matter of fact, he he made us shirts, uh, the Colorado Vintage. Uh, oh, look at that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all, so let me, it's just going to sound like a weird question, but was there a lot of out-of-pocket money to create this? Uh, yes, and the really? show is completely free. So, um. When when I had my show at Heritage Square, I used to have to buy an insurance just for that one show. Like a and liability insurance? Like, yeah. So that was like a thousand bucks. Wow. Yeah. But um, I just enjoyed it so much. I, I just didn't care. And, and our show is more like a cars and coffee where you just drive, you ride your motorcycle in or you trailer it in. And you just hang out for a few hours and go home. And I didn't want to judge bikes. I wanted to enjoy just talking to people that that are into vintage bikes. Right. And and I learned a lot. Like I had no idea what a Nimbus motorcycle was. I I think they're out of Sweden, but you Nimbus guys, forgive me if I got the country wrong. And then um, some guy had a Hinkle one year, and that's a, a German scooter. I didn't know what that was. Um, 
I, I knew what Vincent's were. Yeah. But a guy showed up with a black prince, I believe. Wow. And the, and those things are cool. Just cool as hell. So I, I learned a lot by doing the show every year. And and I just had I, I just have a great time doing it. And I look forward to it. I wish I could do it every weekend. Wow. Now how many days is the festival? Oh, it's just a few hours from eight a.m. to two p.m. Oh, so it's one day? It, yeah, it's just one day. Oh. I, I I don't have the energy to put on <laughs> races and 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 have showgirls show. No. And, well, I see. I, I would have thought that it would have gone on for a few days at least. No, no, no. It's just a few hours. Really? Um, I I do have a guy that wants to turn it into. Like the one motorcycle show. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Portland, yeah. So so it may grow into that. Right. Right now, it's just some idiot that started a vintage motorcycle show and a, a whole bunch of really cool guys and gals with their bikes show up and, and just show them off and then take them home at the end of the show. About how many? Okay, what, what we're going we're gonna to ask for numbers here. Sure. How many participants, guys who bring uh, motorcycles, how many participants are there? On, on average, there's probably like 40 to 50 guys. And then uh, a lot of those guys bring more than one motorcycle. And typically, I'm right around 60 to like 120 motorcycles. No I kidding. just never know. Uh, who's going to show up? And I, I mean, I do the e-bike on e-bike.com, and everyone says they're bringing motorcycles, and I count it. But then, for whatever reasons, a, a lot of guys just don't show up. Something happens, right? You, you know, and and they just don't show up. But typically, sixty to a hundred. Wow. Now, what about what about the public attendance? What do you usually get with that? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. A lot of people uh, downtown just walk through the show to check it out. And, and you know, they're always telling us really cool stories about um, this is a bike my dad had or, or this is a little Honda that our family had that we all rode around. Right. I, and one guy escaped Czechoslovakia during the 50s. Um, on a BMW R50. Wow. And we had a 1950s BMW R50 there. And he told us the story. That's the bike he used to escape um, communism. Oh, that's something. Wow. How about that? That's crazy. Man. It is. Now, uh, do you get a large... Now, is this, is this all import bikes or is it a mixture of everything? It's really a mixture of everything because I, I, I want the antique, um, um, early American iron there. Um, we had a Wagner motorcycle from, I want to say 1908. I could have the year wrong. Wow. But it, but it had a brass, brass headlight on it and, and, um, I forget the gas they used to light the headlight, but it, it was just a very early bike. Wow. Um, yeah, so we got Indians, Harleys. Um, we had a Yale there one year. So, yeah, just a lot of cool American bikes. So as far as goes for the uh, 
the the different brands of bike. What brand of motorcycle dominates the the show? Well, well, you know, I I would say it used to be Hondas, but now it seems to be an even mix of say Triumphs, Hondas, BSAs. Um, God, we had three or four Vincents there last year. We had one Velocet, but I, I would say a lot of the major brands like that are still alive today, like BMW, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Honda, Triumph, um, and then BSAs. Uh, God, we had two or three Libertas last year, and they've been... I can honestly say I've never heard of that motorcycle. Oh, okay. So Libertas are really, really cool. Actually, I own one, so... Um, it, it's a town. No. Yeah, yeah. I only have twenty, but only. Oh, stop! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop! <laughs> right, right there. We didn't get into it, but we're gonna get into it now. How okay. many motorcycles do you own? Um, I think about twenty-two. Twenty-two. Are yeah. they are they all imports? Um. Yes. I I don't own anything from America. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Are, do they all run? Uh, no. no. Um, <laughs> so um, most of them do, uh, but I got a few. Like, like I just bought a Honda CB750. It's a 1974. Mm -hmm. it, it's a great motorcycle. It's only got 3,800 miles, and the license plate tag says 1981 oh, so wow. it has not ridden since 81 <laughs> and the guy only put 3800 miles wow 3800 not 38,000 so um so he put on 3800 miles in how many years yes yes right? since 1974 that's almost 50 years no kidding so wow oh my gosh well you know yeah. it's funny it's funny when you say that when when somebody thinks, you know, you know, vintage Hondas or, or that made that really made an impact in, in the American market, the CB750 comes to mind all the time. Yes, yes, it's such a boy. It 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 has its place in history, right? Because it literally wiped out all of England's bikes. You, oh yeah. You know, when when you can buy a brand new Honda 750. That doesn't leak oil and it's reliable, and you push a button and it starts and 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 it's got great performance and it's a beautiful machine. Um, man, everyone flocked to it. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> so I'll get now. Getting back to your twenty-two bikes, um, yeah. are they all Hondas? No, no. I got two BMWs. I got one Laverta. I got one two three yamahas i got one kawasaki two suzuki's um but most of mine are hondas i gotta <laughs> I, I i sound spoiled i really do but i got two cbx's i got two honda 750s i got two superhawk 305s I got a Honda Black Bomber, which is the first CB450. Um, 
I, I got a CB1100, but that's a modern bike. It's a 2013. Um, oh, I got a Yamaha RZ350 and a XS650. And then I got an FJR1300, which is a, like a touring bike. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm a sick man, no doubt about it. I, so, I, but also, when, when are you going to make sure all of these bikes run? <laughs> uh, so, so the, I would say the majority of them run. Yeah. Um, but to, to get them to run, I'd probably need to put gas in them and a battery and... Mm-hmm. And I, I think for sure they would start up because I I pickled them correctly. You know, I okay. drained the carbs sure. and drained the gas and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So Well, you know what it is, you know, you've you've nearly got uh, a, a, enough motorcycles to have to ride a different one every day. Yes, for two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you're on your way. You need to pick up a few more. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's, now speaking of vintage motorcycle shows no, no so when is when is the uh colorado vintage motorcycle show when's the next one kick off yeah so it's uh saturday june 10th and it's from eight to two and you can find us on facebook and um instagram under colorado vintage motorcycle show okay why why do you just go from eight to two can't you go why can't you go from like eight to five or eight to six or well well, you know the um i tried uh until four o'clock and by one or two o'clock the guys had all left (laughs) hey bob i gotta get home for dinner and you know in june it's really really hot and you're outside most of the time oh so it's it's an outdoor show yes yes Yep. Okay. So we're in a parking lot hanging out. But um, the reason why I like downtown Erie is because within two blocks, there's like three places to grab a beer, and there's about four restaurants within walking distance. Okay. All right. So that keeps people there a little bit longer. So when are you going to start adding like uh, contests, you know, best looking bike and things like that? You're going to start doing some of that? don't think so because um you don't think that would draw more people oh it probably would so i got a funny story about that this, this guy calls me and already he's angry with me and he goes <laughs> is this bob kelly the guy that puts on the vintage show and i go yes sir and and he goes do you offer trophies because if you don't i'm not coming <laughs> and and so <laughs> So there's no way this guy's going to come to my show. So I decided to make him mad. You, you know, he's mad now. So right. I, I just want to amp it up a bit. Sure. Why not? So, so I go, sir, we celebrate the motorcycle. We don't celebrate egos. Right. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Good way to put it. Yeah. So you you, you could hear him like, like I punched him in the nose or something. <laughs> And then he goes, well, fuck you. And he hangs up on me. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, I'm like, ah. Great. um, So a buddy of mine called me and said, why don't you do trophies? 
And I said, hey, man, it's a cars and coffee, rides, right? Take one of your bikes right in and enjoy yourself. Right, exactly. And and, and don't worry about cleaning and polishing because you're not going to win anything. Now, are there, are there vendors there serving food and drinks and stuff like that? Uh, no, but there's restaurants close by. Right, okay. And we do invite um, people that that have shops that are dedicated to old bikes and people that do uh, seat covers. All right. You know, there's a, cus- a couple custom seat makers here at the show and... Um, and and we do have vendors, but we don't charge them because right. they're servicing our community. And I want that to be a venue for those guys to uh, meet a lot of new customers. Oh, that's good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of vintage motorcycles, now you had sold a vintage bike not long ago. Why don't you tell us about the bike and where you sold it? Yeah, so... Um, so there's a, um, back in 1972 and 73, Honda came out with psychedelic um, uh, paint jobs for their Honda CL350 and 450. And I thought they were so cool that I wrote an article about them back in 2013 about these tank sets. And... And they came in four different colors, and they're just cool as hell. But a lot of people hate them, but a lot of people love them. They, they were very, um, they weren't very popular when they when Honda put them out. Really? A, a lot of guys just didn't want those tank sets on their bike. So um, they become very popular because the Barber Museum, it's a motorcycle museum, yeah. and 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 Alabama, those guys bought one. And then the whole world took notice of these bikes. And then Motorcycle Classics magazine wrote an article and mentioned my article and their article. And <laughs> wow. they mentioned they mentioned me by name and my um and and my article and I told my wife, hey I'm famous. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so then for a lot of years no one cared. And and I had one. It was a CB, a CL450 with the what we call the Flying Dragon tank set. Okay. And and everyone asked me, "What do you think it'll sell for?" And I said, "By fourteen to sixteen thousand. And because one lap the year before sold for that amount. Right. So anyway, um, it kind of languished right around fifteen. And then less than 45 seconds later, it was, it hammered at $53,000. And where was this at? Where, where did you sell this at? At the Vegas motorcycle auction. Um, it's Meekum's really? uh, motorcycle auction in Vegas. That's a, that's they, a, that's a pretty big deal. Oh, it really is. They, they auction about 1800 bikes there every year. And wow. most of them are super, super nice and very high end. And and then my buddy Paul Dr. Lenz, he he has a vintage uh, motorcycle site called the Vintagent. Yes, I know that. I know the magazine well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and he um, also wrote for 
cycle world uh, for a few months or a few years, actually. So, so he's well known, and he wrote an article on his website that said, "Hey, um, the motorcycle prices were very, very high, and let's just take this little Honda that should have sold for maybe twelve to sixteen thousand, and it sold for fifty-three. So, um, so I was up front in the article, and then he." Later in the article, he details all the bikes that brought really big money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Were you, tell me how surprised you were when you're, there you are at Bickham's and you're watching this auction go off. And how surprised were you when you saw what the numbers were, were rattling off? So when it went to 25, I was recording it with my iPhone. And I could hear myself just go, shit. And, and then when it hit 40, I, I, I turned to my buddy and I said, are we dreaming? <laughs> and, and then it just hammered at 53. And, and it was just unbelievable. Yeah, wow. I, was, I, I just could not believe it. I mean, what, what made you decide to put it up for sale? And first of all, how did you get into Meekum? Uh, yeah, so I've sold bikes at Meekum for a couple years. Oh, really? Um, yeah, just uh, projects that I do to help. So I sell a couple bikes a year, and then those bikes give me money to buy even more bikes <laughs> that, I, that I want. Oh, the addiction. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought it was time to sell the Flying Dragon, and... And oh, so this year, this year, my buddy sold his blue flying dragon, and that's the best color of all of them. And it sold for 71. Oh my god, really? I'm yes, holy crap. I I know, I thought it was a one time deal that it would never happen again, but a lot of people wanted that bike, and it for whatever reason it just ended at 71. Wow. And that's for a Honda 350. Yeah. And and I don't know if you know the history of that bike. No. But if you look at the Honda CB350, CL, and SL350, they only made 600,000 of those bikes. That's a big number. Big number for like a four or five year run. Wow. From 68 to 73. Holy crap, really? Yeah, they just... They just made a ton of, them. and that's, and and I forget how many sold in the U.S., but that was most of that number. What do you? Well, what do you think the attraction was that would, you know, that would pull that kind of money in? I got something that you don't have, and it's the rarest Honda. Um, it's one of the rarest Hondas with that Flying Dragon set. So they made six hundred. Well. How many did they make with the Flying Dragon paint? Uh, so technically none, but they uh, they offered them as options. A oh, okay. All options. All right. And 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 Honda did a horrible job marketing them because they only issued a parts bulletin in seventy two oh, and seventy three. Oh, I see. 
So, so they weren't advertised in magazines, and they and 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 most Honda dealers didn't even know about them because they weren't really keen on reading parts bulletins every day. Oh, that okay, that's what you're saying. On. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap! Damn. <laughs> so the final selling price was fifty-three thousand. Yes. Yes. Wow. And now let me ask you this: How much money did you have invested in the bike? God, I hate to admit this, but I had like eight thousand into it. So you had a good profit there. That's it's a, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you made good. How many bikes did you buy from that? Um, uh, <laughs> you don't want to admit this while the wife's around, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, probably three. Really? So yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah. So so you've always been an import guy. You're you're a Honda guy. So what's the attraction? Um, so for Hondas, and, and I would classify myself as a Honda guy. I started with Hondas. I, 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 I love a lot of their bikes, but I tell you, if that SL125 wasn't such a good, reliable bike, I would probably be a Harley guy or a Yamaha guy. But that bike never let me down. It was a lot of fun. Um, it it just took a beating from me because I just treated that bike like crap and 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 it looked good when I when I first got it used by the way I think my dad paid like 500 bucks for it right and and it just looked like hell when I was done with it wow well, so, so so that sticks with you, you know, because I get the I get asked that question a lot, you know, why Harley, and I, I I I you know I have to tell them what attracted me and why, and yeah. you know, and then maybe it's the same with you, but when you look at other bikes, you go, eh, you know, right? But when you see that Honda, that then you go, ooh, then you because I I'm the same way with 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 bikes too, so. So if somebody asked you, then you, then you know, you know, this, this yeah. is this is why. Oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. So now you've been featured in uh, Bike Curious. Uh, I, that's a website or uh, online magazine, correct? Uh yeah. So what they do is they feature bikes for sale um, every day, and and they um, and I used to send Abby, the guy that runs the site. Uh, bikes that I would find that are interesting, but I don't want to buy. Right. If I if I see some I want to buy, he's not going to find out about it. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, just um, really cool bikes that I've never heard of before, and um, so I wrote a few articles for his um, website, and he's a great editor because. Um, he took a story I wrote and made it even better. It was awesome. Right. It made me look really good. And, um, and so, yeah, I just enjoy helping him. And, and I've met a lot of good people through his website. And now he started Iconic um, Motorcycle Auctions. Oh, really? Iconic, I think it's called Iconic Sport Bike Um and it's an auction site now, so oh, so wow. he still has both um, both sites operating now. Wow, that's interesting. Now, now let's talk about the vintage for for a moment. Sure. Now, uh, tell me again how you got into that. 
Uh, so um, Paul Dr. Lenz is at the show every at the um, Meekum auction oh, every okay. year, and I wanted to meet him because he he wrote a lot of good articles. He has a vintage um, website, and and so I just introduced myself, and he couldn't have been nicer. And and so I I make it a point to say hello to him. Um, and just talk to him for a couple minutes every every time I see him, and and so I ran into him after the show, and I said, "Hey, Paul, did you see that Flying Dragon 450?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, that sold for crazy money." I go, "Yeah, that was mine." So he goes, "I I got to take a lot of notes, Bob." So <laughs> so then he he went back to his hotel room and. And and wrote the article. Wow, that's awesome. So, that's a that's yeah. a fantastic magazine. You get to see yeah. some stuff in there that you otherwise would never have seen. Yes, yes, yeah. His webpage is is just awesome. He he rediscovered the guy that uh, made the chopper for um, Easy Rider. No, oh, no kidding. Yes, and and he and he was a very young black man at the time. And 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 um, so he brought that guy's story out of um, out of the abyss of wow. history. That's yeah. some cool stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the next bike you're going to sell at uh, Meekum? Um, I don't know. Um, I I I'm working on a Suzuki Stinger. It's um. <laughs> the, it's funny. I've had one for a lot of years, and they're not worth anything, and and they're fun little bikes. Well, some guy this year had a piece of crap. I mean, it looked horrible. It didn't even have a seat, and it was rusty, and it was painted with a rattle can, and it sold for seven grand. So I came what? in. And I, yes, I know. I know. There there must have been like two blind idiots that wanted that bike and and so so i told my wife i'm selling the stinger next year now now watch my bike will be really nice looking and it will sell for a grand no <laughs> let's hope not you know let's go right. bigger than that <laughs> wow that is i mean are you seeing bike prices going like that at at Meekum? do you see those prices going crazy I, I I really do, I, especially for really nice bikes. A lot of mediocre bikes sold this year, and they didn't. They they brought less than what you could have sold them for at on Craigslist. But but one year I had a really nice uh, CB750 automatic, and and I bought the bike here in Colorado. It was just gorgeous, and and that bike looked literally brand new it had 1700 miles on it wow and 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 i brought that to Meekum and it sold for fourteen thousand, which is really? literally double what i thought it would sell no kidding holy crap I, yeah i sat down with my wife and i said this one's going to get seven or eight grand and then i called her and i said you're not going to believe this but it sold for 14. damn that's a hell of a hobby to have 
you know, yeah. <laughs> selling so, bikes at so Meekum. <laughs> it, it's the only hobby I've ever had that sort of pays for itself. Well, that's you good. Know? Yeah, you want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you exactly. want that. So, what's exactly. next? How can people learn more about you, and what else is coming up? Okay, so um, I, I would say go to the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show. Uh, you can message me there. You can message me on Instagram at the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show as well. Um, I, I'm the field rep for Colorado for the Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club. So you can reach them at vjmc.org. And then you can go to field reps and find your field rep in your state, or you can find my name, email, and phone number there as well if you want to contact me. Awesome. Uh, do you have anything else coming up in uh, Bike Curious? Um, I, I may have another article. I, I haven't decided um, if I'm going to write it or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but you can just search my name, Bob Kelly. Sure. And a whole bunch of stuff comes up. All right. Because <laughs> every time he he finds a bike, or I find a bike, and he he shows it, he said, brought to you by Bob K. And sometimes he says Bob Kelly. Oh, so, that's awesome. So he, nice. he always gives me a shout out. That's awesome. So you got any uh, last words or advice for any of those who would like to get interested in the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show or get into buying expensive Hondas? <laughs> I am cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, um, as far as uh, bikes go, it, it you know, everyone's looking for the next uh, collect collectible bike. And I don't know what that is right now, other than all of my younger friends are saying classic is plastic. So, what? Like a 19, yeah, like a 1993 um, CBR 900RR. Those, uh, one of those sold for like 50 or 60 grand what? recently. Yeah, a 1993 sport. Really? From Honda, yes. Wow. Yeah. All clad so, in plastic and it sold for that kind of money? Yes. Yes. What? I don't get that. Well, it, it was a milestone bike just because the performance was off the chart for the time. Oh, okay. I get it. I see. Yeah. All yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Do you think this push, I mean, I, I, mean, I know we're, we're extending things, but it's okay. Um, yeah. Do you think this push to go electric, everything, motorcycles included, is making people say, you know what, internal combustion engines may not be around much longer, so maybe we should just buy them up. You think that's pushing it? Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, you, you, you know, it's hard to see what drives the market. Yeah. You, you know, um, but I think what a lot of people want is something that not everybody has. Like, for yeah. example, the Flying Dragon. Um, there's uh, there's probably only 30 of those bikes that I know of. Wow. And and then um, um, like that CB750 automatic. Right. I wouldn't think anyone would ever want that bike. It didn't sell well. Nobody wanted an automatic. And then that thing sells for 14 grand. 
But again, the condition drove that price. Up sure. Yeah. Because it had like 1,800 miles on it and and it looked brand new. Well, it with 1,800 blew. miles, practically is brand new. Right. You know, think about right. it. Wow, that's awesome. Interesting stuff, Bob. It was so great to have you on. We're definitely going to have you back on again, and we'll probably uh, probably see if we can revisit your high score in Jeopardy. We'll see what happens with that. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, maybe you can have Jeopardy champions back. You know, that's not, probably not a bad idea. We'll <laughs> we'll probably do something like that. You know, high score high scores in Jeopardy. We'll see what happens, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Bob. Well, thank you very much for sharing your stories with us and, and telling us about the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, we hope to be talking to you soon. Thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Don't go away. I want to talk to you. Motorcycle Man Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Belief Cancer Foundation. If you'd like to help those that are dealing with the hardships of cancer and see your money go to something that actually makes a difference, go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. And the Gold Star Ride Foundation, helping families of fallen soldiers. If you would like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, get on over to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. And... Let's all help long-haul Paul Palin complete his mission to ride a million miles for MS. He was told years ago that a cure for MS was a million miles away, so he decided to ride that million miles for that cure. You can help him by going to longhaulpaul.com and donate to his quest for that cure for MS. Thank you for joining me and Bob here in the V-Twin Cafe, where he told us about the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show and some cool motorcycles that he sold at the Meekum Auction. And a couple other cool things. So you can learn more by going to the Colorado Vintage Motorcycle Show on Facebook. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website at www.motorcyclemen.us. And don't forget to get on over to the Ride With Ted YouTube channel. I have a crap load of videos over there. And I'm giving away stuff now. So I just gave away a helmet, a Scorpion helmet. That's right, the Scorpion Covert FX helmet. Just gave that thing away. Had a lot of entries. We have a winner. And, man, he's going to be happy when he gets it. Anyway, so check that out. And for the rest of the Motorcycle Men team, thanks for listening. And remember, boys and girls, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Ride safe, kids. <laughs>